This is Zoe Church LA. We're not just fans, but rather followers of Jesus. Tune in as Pastor Chad Veach teaches of God's love and how we can live a Zoe life, an abundant life. Matthew chapter 6, go to verse 7, and uh, I'm going to jump into some scriptures. Now, if you are new to church, or this is your first time in a long time, I'm going to read a few scriptures, but then I'll do my very best just to make sure that we're all on the same page and we know what we're talking about. And so if you're a little bit lost and going like, man, this church thing is very new to me, we want to say welcome. I'm going to do my very best to articulate and communicate in a way that we're all on the same page. Does that make sense? So Matthew chapter 6, I'm going to read some scriptures. This is Jesus, who we believe the whole reason why we're gathering is because of that guy, Jesus. And these are his words. I'm going to read some scriptures, then I'll explain kind of where we're going. Does that sound good? Are you well today? Have you had any coffee this morning? Let me see your hand. If you've had a cup of coffee, at least one, let me see your hand. Amen. All right. I trust all y'all. If you didn't raise your hand, we'll have a prayer service right up here for you at the end. Get that demon out your life. You need to start enjoying the nectar of heaven. Amen. Matthew 6. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, don't be like them. For your father, oh, I love this part. Your father knows the things that you have need of even before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, you should pray. Pray like this. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And somebody say together that last word, amen. Everybody a little bit louder say it, last word, amen. I love this. This is Jesus talking. This is Jesus explaining really how we're to engage with God. He's explaining this new rulership, this new form or this new government and how we're to engage God now. I want to preach a message. If you're taking notes, you can write down the title. It's called A Neighbor, A Fish, and an Egg. A Neighbor, A Fish, and an Egg. I'm going to explain a little bit more in detail exactly what we just read and exactly what Jesus is implying about the way that we're to communicate and the way that we're to engage our Father who is in heaven. I want to tell you good news today. Maybe you didn't know this before you came. You have a good God. He loves you. He's for you. And he's with you. Does anybody believe today that we are gathered under the name of the greatest God in the whole world? And he's an awesome God and a loving God. Feel free to put your hands together. And if you've had some coffee, you can even make some noise if you like. Your call. Up to you. No shame. Let's pray and let's ask God to come. Father, we thank you that you are so good. You're so gracious. You're so loving and so kind. We ask as we gather around your word that you would open up our eyes so we can see Jesus, open up our ears so we can hear the Holy Spirit, do what only you can do in these moments and this setting. We are thanking you in advance for all the good things that you have in store for our lives. Thank you for your word. It's a lamp to our feet. 
It's a light to our path. We love you more than anything else. And God, we are believing as a church, as a community every week, we are covering the Los Angeles Rams and we are thanking you that we're going to win the Super Bowl the first year back in LA. We thank you that it will, it will literally be a miracle of God if this happens. So we're going for you, the only person that can make that happen in Jesus' name. And we all said together. Come on, a little bit more faith, church. And we all said together. Anybody just excited? Football season's on its way. Come on, make some noise. We're getting through soccer season. We're getting to football season. Amen. By the way, go America in the Olympics. Somebody say amen. Shout out to America. We're going to win gold. Amen. Um, by, by show of hands, if you are like myself, you, you, you lean this way. If you absolutely love new things, if you're into new stuff, let me just see your hand right now. If you just, you're into the new. I love, anybody love new clothes? Anybody love new shoes? Anybody love that new car smell? Oh, there's something about new. Anybody love making a new friend? Why is making a new friend so fun? You know what I mean? Like, you're just learning them. Um, stop it. You like that Netflix show too? Like, just something about a new friend, right? Texting with them like, wow, you're good at memes. I love memes, you know? Like, just, there's something about new. There's so, by the way, we've got a new sound man today. Put your hands together for the new sound man that's running sound in the back, killing the game today. We love you, Jesse. You're a ledge. We, it's just, we got new stuff. New th- I bought a new t-shirt today. I wore it for three straight days. It stinks like sin, but who cares? It's a new shirt. I just love new. There's something about new. There's just, I love, this last week we took my son and I took the whole family to, um, to the beach for a beach day. And um, we, I had to get uh, Julia a new car. Got to get mama a new car. You know what I'm saying? We were on that once every two years, a new baby, you know, routine. So we got, we had to get a new bigger car for our daughter, Georgia and all that. So, so I got our new big car. We got the whole family in the car and we went to the beach this week. And Julia's idea was we ought to get Winston some new beach toys because he'll go crazy. So we stopped at Walgreens. She went and she got him a new shovel and we got him this little golf club and some wiffle balls. And it's just, it, if we would have brought his old toys, maybe he would have played, but he was just loving it because it was new. There's just new stuff, new activity, new stimulation. Just there's something about new. Jesus is explaining the difference between the old government, the old kingdom, and the new reality of what his life, death, and resurrection would imply. Matthew chapter 5 is really where Jesus begins what we know as the Sermon on the Mount. And he's gathered this crowd. Jesus has come out. He's basically shown and proven that he is the Messiah that he's not a prophet, he's the son of God. He performs a miracle at this wedding in Cana, takes water and turns it into wine. Sounds like a party. And, um, and, and, he, and people are starting to follow him. He's gathering a crowd. Well, Jesus notices that there's a huge crowd that is kind of gathered. So he goes up on this hill and he begins to speak about this new kingdom. Now remember, Isaiah prophesied this. Isaiah prophesied that we would literally call him wonderful counselor. Prince of peace, mighty God. Isaiah prophesies that of of his government, there will be no end and the government of peace will rest upon his shoulder. Romans chapter seven, the apostle Paul, he writes how there is a war between the old kingdom and the new kingdom. The old kingdom, which is symbolic of the law, the law represents us trying to prove in getting good with God, our works, our religion. The war of the old kingdom fights against the new kingdom. The new kingdom is grace. The new kingdom is Jesus. 
the new kingdom of salvation. Jesus is explaining how things are going to operate, not as the old way, but the new way. He is showing us and revealing us how we're to engage with God. Now, Jesus gets up and he begins the Sermon on the Mount with the Beatitudes. He said, this ought to be your attitude. And he says things like this. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. He goes through these attitudes and he keeps talking about this new reality of kingdom. Now, in the middle of this dissertation, chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7 of the book of Matthew, Jesus stops in chapter 6 and he starts talking about prayer. He says, guys, 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 when you pray, don't pray like they used to pray. The old guys, they used to pray like long-winded. Anybody, you ever been at like a supper and someone starts praying over the meal and they take too long? Tell the truth and shame the devil. This ever happened to you. I just stopped. I stopped, I stopped putting my head down. I started looking at them like this. Is you done yet? Is you done yet? Nobody's trying to listen to how great you can pray at the dinner table. I was at a, I was at a dinner table the other day with some people in Florida and they said the way that they pray over the meal is they all lift up their glasses and they say, to the king, and that's it. I said, shoot, I want to bring that back to L.A. That's, that's swagtastic right there. And so, you know, he said, don't be like the old guys that keep on praying and, and do these long winds. He said, that's not how we're going to do it. In this new kingdom, he said, pray like this. He said, pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, even as it is where? In heaven. He said, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. And everybody said that word. Amen. Jesus is teaching how we're to engage with God in prayer in this new world order, in his government. He said, when you pray, you ought to pray this way. I'm going to give you a few things to write down to encourage you in your faith. But can I tell you the first one that Jesus is saying? Jesus is talking about, he's emphasizing when we pray, not if we pray. In other words, he's not going like, hey guys, uh, if you ever think about praying, Here's some helpful hints. No, no, no. He's not even suggesting if you pray. He knows that you and I are going to pray. How many of you can admit you might not be the best prayer warrior, but at least uh, every time, every now and then again, and blah, 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 you're going to pray. Anybody know what that means? You're going to pray sometimes. That's what the Bible is saying. It's not if we're going to pray. It's when we're going to pray. It's not if you're going to pay taxes. It's when you pay your taxes. It's not if you're going to go to the bathroom. It's when you go. You, it, stuff that's going, this is, this is inevitable. Jesus is saying, I know there's going to be times that you have to engage God and talk to God about your life and talk to God about your situation. When you engage him, don't do it like they used to do it. Here's the new way. And he starts to break it down. Now, next week, part two, I'm going to talk about the second part of this prayer where Jesus says, give us our bread, our daily bread. What's that provision? And, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Forgiveness. And then he says, lead us not into temptation. What is he talking about? Protection. I'm going to talk about that next week. But this week, I want to talk about the first part of this prayer when Jesus says, when you pray, pray this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You can just write down and follow along very quickly. But the first thing he establishes, Jesus says, is our Father. 
I want to encourage you today. Maybe you didn't grow up with a great dad, but I want to tell you, and I want to declare that you've got a good father. We sang about this morning, but anybody believe today that we have a good father in heaven that loves us and is for us? Oh, I love that you already started clapping. Come on, anybody believe that we got a good, good father today? Notice that Jesus didn't say, when you pray, pray to my father. No, he says, our father. The Bible says in Romans chapter eight, by his spirit, we cry out, Abba, father, that we have been proven as sons and daughters of the father who is in heaven. I want to say to you today, just a heads up, the reason why you can come to the father is not because of your holiness, but you're legitimized because of his holiness. It's who he is that allows you to come to God. You have been given access you have been granted an invitation to come and call him father. The Bible says all of those who call upon the name of this father, you shall be saved. Listen, when you come to this father, you never think, you never run to him thinking about your bad, thinking about your sin, thinking about your failures or your shortcomings. No, it's not our holiness that leads us to him. It's his holiness that draws us to him. I want to tell you, even as, even as your children are attracted to you, even as your kids are drawn to you, when my son runs to me. He's never thinking about all the stuff that he, he just did, the bad stuff. He just comes to me because he knows that I'm father. Even my son, my 11-month-old baby, my, my son Maverick, he, he's starting to call me dada. He's like, dada, 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 dada. He's already, he can already tell. He knows who his father is. He comes to me because he knows that I'm father. Notice the language that Jesus is saying. He's not saying my father who's so good. He's saying our father, our dad, our God. There's something about ownership of going, that's our father. Notice he uses the word father and not daddy. Always creeps me out in church when people call him daddy. Daddy, I just want to crawl up on your lap. I love you, daddy. No, he said father. He didn't say daddy. He said, Father, there's strength to that thing right there. I just love Daddy God. What? Father. Come on, somebody. Just Papa. He didn't say Papa. He said, Father. Our Father, who art in, where did he say? Heaven. In other words, the Bible says in Isaiah 61, God says, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. God lives in heaven. He dwells in heaven. In other words, the Bible's not saying that we can't find our father or he's an absent father or we don't know where this father is or did he run out on us? No, we know who our father is and we know where our father can be found. Our father is in heaven. Come on, I'm thankful today that you and I, we are destined and we are promised a greater place. It is not this earth. Come on, anybody already excited? Come on, get some faith today if you're excited for heaven. I'm telling you, I can't wait to go to heaven. The Bible says that there will be no more tears. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more pain. There will be no more losing seasons for the Rams. Come on, somebody. When we get to heaven, it says, our Father who art in heaven. And watch the language that Jesus says. He's alluding to something. He's, he's showing us practical wisdom on how to engage God. He's saying, hey, down the line, you can ask for forgiveness. Down the line, you can ask for daily bread. Down the line, you can ask for, to be delivered out of the temptation and the struggle and the addiction you got. He said, but before you do all that stuff, why don't you just go like, my God, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. The word hallowed, it literally means separated. It's honored. It's set apart. How, Jesus is saying, when you pray, you just ought to declare the name above all names. How holy is your name? How great is your name? 
This is not a common name. This is not a name that doesn't hold weight. It's a name that has strength. It is the name above all names that the Bible says one day, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess this name. There's something about the name Jesus. There's something about the name of our God. Oh, I'm telling you, there's a difference between church and church. You know what I'm saying? Like when you go to church, the, the, people just start talking about the names of God. Oh, we're here to praise the name above all names. Oh, I'm talking about El, Elohim, El Shaddai. I'm talking about Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Tainitsaku, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Jireh. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the son of righteousness within it. He is the prince of peace, the king of kings, the Lord. Oh, come on. I'm telling you, there's no other name. Come on, anybody believe in the name above all names today? Give him some praise if you believe. Hallowed be your name. If you ever get discouraged, you ought to just go through the names of God. It'll build up your faith. It'll remind you, I got a big God. I got an awesome God. He's an undefeated God. He's an unstoppable God. Hallowed be. Yeah, I'm telling you, you might have some names in your Rolodex, but no name compares to the name that I know. He's the name above all names. If you believe in his name, give him some praise in the 12 p.m. service. His name. I remember years ago, there's a Bible teacher in Tulsa, Oklahoma's name's Willie George. And Pastor Willie felt like he was, he was led to start a children's ministry where he teach kids the ways of God and how good God is. So he started a Bible character in a television show called Gospel Bill. And Gospel Bill would do all these, you know, stories out of the Bible and everything, teach kids. Well, it, there's a story that, that is a true story where this, this girl, she's watching Gospel Bill on television, and he was teaching a lesson about the name above all names and the power and the weight that is in the name of Jesus. And so he's teaching this lesson. Well, the story goes, well, as this girl's watching the show, a kidnapper comes into the house and kidnaps this young girl just right out the house and puts her in the car and he's driving the car. In fact, the story goes that the guy's got a gun in the car and he's racing off with this girl and this little girl, I don't know how old she is, she's a little kid. She's in the car and she starts saying, because she remembered the lesson, she looks at the kidnapper and she says, in the name of Jesus, let me go. In the name of Jesus, you let me go. And the, the, the guy says, shut up, you know, stop saying that, you know, stop freaking him out. In the name of Jesus, you let me go. And he says, no, shut up. He's trying to shush her. And she just kept on. In the name of Jesus, let me go. In the name of Jesus, you let me go. In the name of, finally, the guy got so sick of her, pulled over, shoved her out the car and drove off. Come on, somebody. Come on, anybody believe that there is power in the name of Jesus? If you got faith today, come on, lift up a little bit of noise and give them some praise because you believe hallowed be your name. He said, when you pray, pray this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. What's Jesus referring to? The kingdom of God. Now remember, Romans 7 says there's an old kingdom and a new kingdom. The new kingdom is the reality of the government of Jesus. Jesus is saying, you ought to pray that the kingdom of God, please watch church, let me go there with us today, please, that the kingdom of God would be established in our mind, our heart, our soul, and our spirit. 
that the kingdom of God would be a reality in our life. God is not saying you ought to pray that the kingdom of God would come to LA. He's not saying the kingdom of God should come to Africa, Latin America, or even Korea. He is saying it starts with you receiving the kingdom of God, that the kingdom of God, remember Jesus, he came to preach the kingdom of God. It said that literally when he came, he came to establish and say the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is so near, it's right here. In fact, Jesus, it would go on to preach the kingdom so well that Paul the apostle would say, this is not a kingdom of work. Words, this is a kingdom of power. He is saying, when you pray, pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come in my life. Thy kingdom be established in my heart, in my mind, in my soul, in my spirit. In other words, I do not, I'm not a kingdom of darkness. I'm not of the kingdom of this world. I'm not in the kingdom of the old law of religion. I am now persuaded and convinced I'm in a process of God continually establishing his kingdom in my life. Anybody want to see more of the kingdom of God established in your heart, your mind, your soul, and your spirit? He said, pray this way, the kingdom of God to be established on earth, even as it is in heaven. This is a fascinating portion of scripture to me, that Jesus is teaching us to pray that when you pray, when you go to God, just remember our God, our father, I know where you are. You're in heaven. I know you have the name that is above all name. So God, please establish your kingdom in my life on earth, on this earth, even as it is, there's that word again, in heaven. Two times the word heaven is used. Now, Jesus, this is Matthew chapter 6. Jesus is explaining the story to a huge gathering, a huge crowd. He's given his first sermon as coming out as the Messiah of the universe. He's saying, you know, these are the Beatitudes. This is how you pray. This is Matthew chapter 6. Now, later on in Luke chapter 11, there would be another time that the disciples would come to Jesus and they would say to Jesus, Hey, Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? Like, I remember that one time we was on that mountain, and remember, you had that megaphone, you was preaching, that was awesome, but like, there's got to be another, like, secret to the sauce. Like, you give us the download, like, how we, we're the disciples, how should we pray? Like, teach us. And Jesus, once again, in Luke chapter 11, he breaks down the same prayer. He says, okay, if you want to learn how to pray, I'll teach you guys. If you want to pray, pray this way. Our Father, who art in heaven. And he goes through the same list. He can understand that the disciples, they're not understanding the simplicity of engaging in prayer. They're not understanding how we ought to pray in this new kingdom and this new government. So he breaks it down. He tells two stories. He goes, um, I can tell that you're not understanding this. So he tells two stories. The first one is of a neighbor. Watch what it says in Luke 11, how he talks about persistence in prayer. He says, then he said, well, let me, let me explain. You're not understanding. Imagine what would happen if you went to a friend in the middle of the night and you said, friend, lend me um, three loaves of bread. An old friend traveling through just showed up and I, I'm sorry, I haven't gone to Whole Foods this week. I don't have anything to give him. The, the friend answers from his bed, yo man, don't bother me, I'm watching Netflix. The door's locked, my children are all down for the night. I can't get up and to give you anything. Watch what he says. But let me tell you, even if he won't get up because he's a friend, if you stand your ground, knocking and waking all the neighbors up, he'll finally get up and get you whatever you need. I love this story. Write down number two. Jesus is teaching us that we will not be denied. We will not be turned away. 
He is, he, was, he is teaching us persistence in prayer. Some of you stopped praying because your prayers didn't get answered. But I'm here to encourage some people that just because God didn't answer you the first time doesn't mean you can't come back a second time. Just because God didn't answer your prayer last year, it doesn't mean God can't answer your prayer this year. Come on, are there anybody that's here today that's saying, I'm going to keep asking, I'm going to keep seeking, I'm going to keep knocking, and I'm not going to be denied. there's something about somebody that just says, I'm going to keep getting up and saying, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will. I'm going to keep praying. If it didn't happen yesterday, I'm going to believe it's happening today because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He never changes. He is who he says he is, and he can do what he said he could do. Jesus is showing them, you just keep saying this prayer, and God, wake up the neighbors if you have to, knock really loud, get everybody to join in with you because you're not going to be denied if you keep going to God. Come on, give him some praise today if you believe that. I went to uh, England this last week and when I landed Thursday, I landed Thursday morning in, in, at the London Heathrow Airport and I had to catch a co- connecting flight. When I got to the UK border, they would not let me in. They just would, three hours I had to be at Custom Border Patrol. I knew I had some gangster. I didn't know I had it at that level, you know? Like I was like, oh, you don't want to let a thug in. You don't want me in. Oh, you not gonna let me in? You are you are, knock knock. You won't go night night? Like I just I just sorry, I got issues. I got mad issues. They're like, we're gonna send you back to America. I was like, send me back. Please send me back. Give me so much street cred in my hood, please. Yeah, they'll try to go UK, they won't let me in. They don't want to let me in. Don't know about me. They don't know about my pain. Don't know about my struggle, yo. Don't know about my issues, dog. Like, you're a pastor. You have no issues. Like, what are you talking about? And I remember, I just, the guy's like, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Probably going to have to go home. And it's the worst when you get denied. It's the worst when you get refused. Some of you stopped praying because you felt like God stopped answering. But Jesus is saying today, in this new kingdom, when you pray, just because God didn't answer the first day, doesn't mean you can't come back a second day. You just keep praying. And Jesus would end this whole story of the neighbor. He would end the story by saying, ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open for you. He's, he's teaching us persistence in prayer. He's teaching us not to be people that pray every Sunday during the prayer and the praise report, but to pray on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. He's showing us practical, everyday faith to walk out what we believe about God. Jesus is showing us in this kingdom, keep asking and waking up the neighbors. Get everybody you know to ask for these things, and God's going to do something. This last week when I was in England... A lot of you remember uh, that if you've been around church for a while, a band, a worship band called Delirious. And Delirious, just legendary. And, you know, they, they were just, in their day, they were just, uh, the, Martin Smith, the leader, he's like the Bono of Christianity. He's just the best. And he was leading worship at this at this event that I was at. Well, after the service, we go out to dinner, we're having, you know, a chat, and we're having fun. And, and he asked me about Georgia, our four-year-old daughter. For those of you that don't know our journey, we have a four-year-old daughter who's got a lot of health complications, and, you know, her for whatever reason, her brain just didn't develop and she's gone through four years of a real trial and, and you know, just 
a whole faith journey in itself. And he's very concerned and compassionate. And he said, what's the update on Georgia? How's Georgia doing? And, you know, we think about my, he said, my oldest daughter loves your daughter. And we pray for you guys. And, and I'm just so nervous. I'm, I'm with the Christian Bono. I just, you know, I'm just like, yes, sir, whatever you want, sir. And, and, and he's like, we know we're praying for you. And I'll never forget, he just grabbed my hand right there. Just grabbed my, I'm oh, sorry, grabbed my arm. He's just right there in the middle of dinner. He said, come on, can we pray for Georgia right now? And he starts praying. I start crying and he starts crying and we have this moment and he's declaring in faith that my daughter will be healed. And I start getting faith and I start getting stirred up. Come on, just because God didn't do it four years ago does not mean he can't do it today. Come on, anybody believe we're not going to be denied. And when we keep coming to God and keep knocking and asking, he's going to give us what we want. So Jesus tells the first story and says, you guys, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Keep praying because you won't be denied. And he could tell that the light bulbs have not come on for the disciples all the way. So he tells another story. And this time he's wanting to show them, right down number three, Jesus is trying to prove that God is a good God. He's trying to show them, hey guys, God is a good God. So watch what he says in the rest of the story, the second example he gives in Luke chapter 11. It says, don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. Let me just pause and say this. God can't give you what you want until you can identify what you need. He says, ask for what you need. This is not a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in. If your little boy asks you for a serving of fish, do you scare him off with a live snake on his plate? If your little girl asks you for an egg, do you trick her with a spider? Watch what he says. As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You're decent to your own children and don't you think the father who conceived you in love will give the Holy Spirit when you ask him he's saying come on God he's saying when you approach God you're not approaching an evil twisted sadistic God he's not a God that pulls just a bait and switch on you all the time our God if you ask him for a fish he gonna give you a fish if you ask him for an egg he's gonna give you an egg our God is not going no 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 you do not deserve a fish snake for you. How cruel of a God this is. And some of us think when we approach God that you don't deserve what you're asking for. As if God gives you things that you deserve. Grace is undeserved blessing and it's unmerited favor. Come on, anybody believe that today? That God's giving you the desires of your heart, not because you deserve it or earn it, but because he's a good God. I invite the worship team to come back and I just, I get excited about this stuff because I believe there's some breakthrough that's going to happen in some people's life because of you going to a good father, going to a good God saying, I know where you are. You're in heaven and hallowed be your name. Is, did it, did it crack? Is it all right? That's a holy anointed iPad, brother. Give it up for Ron the Don, a legend. He's so nervous back there. That would have been two iPads. No, anyway, I'm kidding. Hey, I was thinking, getting ready for this, um, this message. And you can just get excited about it because we're going to do 21 days of prayer coming up in August. In um, August, the, what is, day does it start? 29th. Monday the 29th, we're doing 21 days of prayer. And notice how I said 21 days of prayer, but I did not use the word fasting. The worst F word in the world is the word fasting. Somebody say amen. We do not use that word around here. 
unless it's January. Amen. But we're going to do 21 days of prayer. I want to pray for your marriage. I want to pray for your soul. I want to pray for your family. Let's pray for your children. If you're single, let's let's pray for, for you to have the strength and the patience to wait for the right person. If you own a business, let's pray. Let's go to God. God's not saying, you know, if you're a prayer person, well, then here's some helpful hints. He's saying, no, I know you're going to pray. When you pray, pray like this. Come on, anybody believe that we can go to a good God? Come on, a neighbor, a fish, and an egg. Stand to your feet today. I want to pray for you this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you're good and you're gracious and you're kind. We open up our hearts. We open up our mouths. We open up our minds. And we ask you to come, Holy Spirit, do a mighty work in us. We thank you, God. We say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by the message. To get more information about Zoe Church, check out our website, www.zoechurch.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the newly added Snapchat under the handle Zoe Church LA. Have a blessed day.